Derpy got fingered. I thought that would be freaking oh, hilarious. God. Uh, those little dudes were yesterday were that you sent me were awesome. Yeah, we'll get more into that here in just a moment. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to the show. This is this is this is episode five hundred and eight oh. of the Two Dumb Yinzers. Uh, a lot of stuff to talk about today, despite not much going on in Pittsburgh. We did have three games, three big games yesterday. Our teams yeah. did. Uh, of course, we're talking about the Penguins, the Pitt Panthers, and the Pittsburgh Pirates. We'll get more into that in just a moment. <laughs> I want to say right off the top, guys, I was telling Derpy before we went on the air, I think Google, unless they unless they start using an AI, I think Google might be doomed because I, I've been doing a lot of work for the show using this AI app that I downloaded. And <laughs> I got to tell you, Google doesn't stand up to, to the knees of what this AI... I, let, let me give you an example, guys. Good morning, everybody. I uh, I just typed into the AI, said, who is Derpy from the Two Dumb Yinzer Show? And if you would type that in for Google, it would give you a bunch of places to go watch Two Dumb Yinzer Show and, and dig this information up. This is the response I got from AI just by typing in, who is Derpy from the Two Dumb Yinzer Show? Derpy appears to be a character or persona associated with the Two Dumb Yinzer Show which is a podcast hosted by two self-described sub-educated Western Pennsylvanians who discuss various topics, including current events. The show seems to have a humorous and laid-back approach to its content as suggested by the playful nature of the name Derpy in the show's title. Look how detailed that is. I, I may never Google that's, anything ever again. That's like, scary. That, that's on point. It, it is on point. And to get that information... <laughs> You would have to dig deep to figure out, you know, you know, watch the show, listen to the show, figure out what it is that Derpy does. Who he, that is like so it's scary. And like I said, if Google doesn't apply the AI to its to what it does, I think Google's doomed. But I, I would think that AI or that Google would eventually do this because why not, right? Yeah, yeah like everyone has they're they're going more towards the um the AI using it in certain ways, and you know. It's it's useful, very very useful. Oh, very, I, I I can't put it down. Yeah, like the only thing I like I don't like AI for is like people trying to make like AI movies and stuff like that. Like no no no. But for like I I like it for using for like outlines. Like hey, I have an idea. How would you like format it? Boom and I'm like okay cool. Then you go in and you type in what you need. Then you have it spell check for you. I'm thinking about and, and using it like for like our like. If you saw the thumbnail yesterday, that was like Ryan sent me something over the the two little caricatures of us. I I, I like stuff like that. I'm gonna use it to write a movie, name it called and name. Oh it God, Derp no! I would boycott that movie. Well, you don't have to watch it, but I'm gonna make a movie, and it's gonna be called Derpy Got Fingered, and it's gonna be it's gonna be <laughs> total copyright right, right there. No, you're not you're not Freddie, and I'll spell fingered different or something. You know what I mean? I, I'm I'm moving around. But then I'll have like Derpy find himself into a situation and we'll have to come save the day. Oh God. And we'll be like claymation. Uh I, I don't know. I'm working on it. I'm working <laughs> Jesus. On it. Derpy got fingered. It's coming to theaters near you. You know what? I I'd probably watch it. Hell yeah, you'd watch it. Yeah. You wait, you wait to see what I have in store for you in the movie. As long oh, as I have no. a starring role, I don't care. Oh yeah, you're gonna be one of the main characters. Yeah, that's all I care about. And then you're all getting fingered, so you know what? You should be happy, right? <laughs> 
Well, you know, I mean, you go buttons up there. You could get fingered if you want to, but I think I think the name Derpy got fingered is hilarious. It's better, yeah. You know, then you think of Derpy, like what is he? People don't know what he is. They just see that little dog sometimes, and they're like, "Oh shit, Derpy got fingered." Uh, guys, a couple things going on. Unfortunately, this morning, Mike Jones, wrestler formerly known as Virgil, passed away. Virgil passed away, Mike. He is gone. I, I, I saw like a quick picture of Virgil on Twitter when I was scrolling through it. I didn't realize he passed away. That's uh I, I believe sucks, the, man. The past million year, dollar man's guy. I think within the past year he it's they came out and said they had multiple heart attacks, something he just knew yeah. he wasn't doing great. But uh but this morning, he passed away this morning. So that sucks. That that's somebody straight from our generation, Mike. Yeah. That's, you know, when I, I watched wrestling every Saturday morning before Virgil was million dollar man's bodyguard and he came out all every week. I, you know what I mean? He he was just one of them guys. He's one of your favorites. And and of course a Pittsburgh guy as well. So, you know. Yeah. It, closer, it always sucks, man. Home. Like eh, wrestlers, man. He it sucks. Like or 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 uh Anderson or Ole Anderson died. Ole Anderson. Ole Anderson. He died two days ago. And it's yeah. like, all right, well, that sucks. But you know what? Like Virgil, though. Again, Virgil, I mean, like I have a more connection with Virgil than I do right. with uh, Ole Anderson. I was the WCW guys. I, right. Southern wrestling wasn't my thing, but that sucks too. You know, one of the what original four horsemen. Yeah. So Usually, what wrestlers come in groups like that. They don't usually die. Yeah, it, it, it's weird. Yeah, like in threes. <laughs> it seems to be. Um, bullet to kill John Lennon is going up for auction. Found this a bit <laughs> interesting. The bullet that killed John Lennon. I would think that that should be somewhere like in you know some, I don't know, police basement is evidence of something from a murder's past i, I don't know it's just odd right. to me that this you know, why is that a collection it should be in a museum yeah or something right it yeah, put be... it up in the rock and roll hall of fame right right i mean that you know was the biggest yeah, story where, you know that's the biggest story that came from the you know one of the biggest bands ever and yeah. you know you think it would be somewhere to be shared i, I don't know again yeah. one person buying this bullet i think is kind of uh, like wild, man. Eh, like that, that's just weird i i want something that killed someone famous i i know I want the cheeseburger that uh, killed Elvis, you know? You know, like, normally, like, I, I wouldn't, you collect, you know, get the bullet that, you know, Hitler put through his head. That's what you, you know, you buy that, like, yeah, this dumbass killed himself. Here's my bullet. Not John Lennon. Someone went killed John Lennon. Come on. I think, I think Hitler's still alive. But anyway, that's a whole he's other story. He's down in Argentina. <laughs> that's a whole other story for a whole other day. He, he's like a, in a head in a jar, like a, like Kang from Crank. Uh, yeah, from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I think he's wherever uh, Tupac is. Uh, Tupac be kicking his ass. Yeah. <laughs> um, Taylor Swift's dad punched a photographer in the face after the Australian leg of her tour. Two individuals apparently were aggressively pushing their way toward Taylor, threatening to throw the female uh, star into a lake, into water. And Taylor Swift's dad punches, punches somebody in the face. So again, here's another one of these situations where you know what? It's probably not going to end out good for Taylor Swift's dad. The 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 uh the system seems to somehow benefit the tards all of a sudden. And you know, going back to the, the squatter situation we talked about briefly last week, you could break into somebody's house, start living there. They come home, you tell them that you live there, you don't want to leave, and they can't make you leave. 
So what I'm saying is that these stars have to be careful. They have to be careful because they have a lot of money and a lot of things to lose. Uh, we talked about Kim Newton getting into a fight. We talked about Jason Kelsey. And uh, I'm just saying, when you're famous, man, you got to watch like, She has a lot of bodyguards, too. But, you know, yeah, that's what's dad, what's that's, well, that's just dad mode right there. He went yeah. into dad mode. He's like, I'm protecting my girl. But at the same time, you're like, hey, you got security for a reason. Let them handle it. But, you know, I get it, you know. Maybe uh, that could that's be his the... kid, and he was like, "I'm throwing down." Maybe that could be the first episode, and 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 Derpy got fingered. Derpy would be the one that would be aggressively trying Going to push toward Taylor, Taylor Swift. Yeah, you know, and they they'd be hitting him and stuff. He'd be like, "No, I'm the president of the fan club." <laughs> and we would just keep hitting the Derpy button in the We're background. Like, Who the hell the are time. you? Remember when Batman on the uh, the old Batman's when when they hit somebody, it's like pow, pow, like, yeah. <laughs> Every time they hit his face, it would go like, Derpy or so, you know something crazy like this. I'm telling you, watch. See, I, I have a Derby theory. Got I, fingered. I I think what happened with those photographers. So Taylor Swift made homemade um, pop tarts for the Kansas City offensive line. Andy Reid didn't get any. Andy oh. Reid hired these two guys to go after Taylor to get some homemade pop tarts, and things kind of escalated. And that's my conspiracy theory. Taylor's Andy Reid put the hit out. Homemade pop. What is that? What is a homemade pop tart? Just, you know, she baked a Pop-Tart for the offensive line. She made them herself, you know, like made the dough herself. Made the I've film literally and... never heard anybody doing that. It's wild. Yeah. Never... yeah, and she did it for the O-line. And apparently in football, weird like, thing. to get beloved by the team, you target the offensive line by giving them food. And then you're in the Yeah, if you're a football player, I mean, if you're a quarterback, that makes a lot of sense. But, but Taylor, hey, you know, as, as I wouldn't you know, think Taylor Swift would need to kiss anybody's ass, to be honest. Apparently, you know, like I was watching an interview with uh, uh, McCall Hardman. The guy who caught the game winning touchdown, he was like, after the games, we're like, oh, yeah, you know, hey, Taylor, blah, blah, blah. We get home. Yo, man, that was Taylor Swift. They're all fanboying and shit. I'm like, you guys are famous too, you know? Right. It's just funny when famous people meet other famous people and they geek out. It's like they're not idiots or they're idiots just like us. I know. Like when Derby met me, he got instant diarrhea. Oh, I did too. Like the first time I met you, I'm (laughs) like, you get diarrhea diarrhea all the time. Don't go. Well, actually, right before the show, you were shitting. I, I, yeah. I was I wondering had, what was taking you so long. Oh, dude, anyway. dude, I got there. It was a whole thing. First, and, uh, first I busted out in hives. <laughs> and then I had to get to the restroom. But, you know, my parents' house is being remodeled. So they're here. And my, my, I have two bathrooms, but one I'm re- redoing. So the toys not working. Trying to run across the street, use theirs. I'm trying to leave <laughs> the house. The doorknob falls off. I See, go, this is I, an episode. I have to go around the house, back up. To the front of the house, get the doorknob fixed. It was a whole nightmare. Maybe you should be the one that got fingered. I don't know. I, mean, I, I, I really got to like, think about this. It was a comedy of errors in like the last 40 minutes. You know, I took a nap, wake up covered in hives. I'm like, what the hell's going on? I really got to think about this one. Uh, anyway, guys, over in the NFL, NFL news Shaquille Barrett being released by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, that's going to be a nice pickup for somebody this, this free, uh, free agent season. Also for the Steelers, Mason Rudolph is ranked higher, higher than Joe Flacco and Garner Minshew on hottest free agents this offseason, guys. I I think for the cheap price that we could keep Mason Rudolph for, if you know we could keep him at this point, I think Mason Rudolph would probably be the guy. Yeah, um, he 
I've read. God, I, mean, I forget. See what he did when he came in and took place yeah. last year. I, I I don't really see any reason why we would send yeah. him down the road at this point, guys. No, and like even before like this season, last couple times he played, he played well outside of the game where you know Miles Garrett tried to kill him in the game where he was what almost paralyzed. So he he shows flashes. I wouldn't be opposed to bringing him back, and it's looking like uh, I think it was Ray Fittipaldo from the uh, Post Gazette. I had, yeah. a, I had a tweet out saying it's looking like he's most likely going to re-sign. Yeah, I, I'm for it. Um, you know, it, it's better than bringing in someone like Ryan Tannehill. I, I I'd rather have Mason Rudolph. Mike, let me. I, I want to address something too. <laughs> the other day, I, 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 I went back when I was watching tape and I, I, I picked up on something. I was talking about Justin Fields briefly, and I said that the, you know, there could be more problems. And you kind of gave me, gave me a face like, what, what kind of problems? Yeah, I was trying to figure out what you're. This is what I'm referring to. The Bears are already eager to get rid of this guy. He's only been in the he's been on their team for three years. <laughs> and he's not satisfying the Bears where they're already trying to go out and get a number yeah. one pick. <clears throat> I just like I said, I, I'm I, I don't I, he's really good and he's really athletic, but you know what? So is Cordell Stewart and you know I, I, there's just something about him. Like I said, and if the Bears are so quick to give up on him and they want to start over and get a new number one guy, yeah. That makes me a little a little skeptical about the Justin. I, I was just wondering, like, if you if you read something that was like an off field issue or something, like I haven't heard anything about. No, that, no. I see what you're saying, like performance wise and stuff. Okay, I was like, I was trying to piece it together in my head. I'm like, and I just going back myself, through in college and through the pros, like he hasn't had or said anything that would like raise alarms. But I see what you're saying now. Yeah, you know, and it's and that's and that's kind of where I'm coming and, from. Yeah, and it's like I, taking like I, like I said before, like you don't want to take another team's reclamation project. Right. And I would almost, like if I if he was if I had invested in my picking him, I'd still build around him for another year to see what would happen because I'm just not sold on any of these quarterbacks. But yeah, <laughs> yeah I see what you're saying now. I, you that's know, why I gave that look. I'm like, oh, did something happen? And I didn't and I noticed that. I thought, you know what? I do have to go back because I, I and I thought that would have probably been the way that your your yeah, mind would yeah. Have I was like, oh shit, what, like new information came out. No, no okay. Yeah. Like I said, uh, the, the Bears are yeah. quick to give up on him. What, what's the deal? And that, that kind of that kind of concerns me. Yeah. That what, what, like, is, what was it about Justin Fields that couldn't make them happy? Okay, they didn't become a really competitive team. They weren't in a Super Bowl or anything like this. But still, you know, for a team to just totally give up on a guy after yeah. three years, who's who does good things on the field. I mean, you, you see games just like you I see do. Flashes of it. But what is it that the Bears are so quick to, you know? Well, you know yeah. what? Let's 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 pass on Justin Fields. Yeah, and go get the number one guy, and then it'll be like you know somebody. Duh, 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 hey, I'll take this guy. He's really good, and yeah. I just don't want us to be that team. Yeah, I see what you're saying. That's yeah, all yeah. I was saying. But I have a feeling though, if they were picking outside of the top five, they probably would have held on to him. But you know, having a chance to get another young quarterback to see if something's better, I don't blame him for making the move. I mean, you're basically becoming the Browns organization by doing that. You know yeah. what I mean? This is what the Browns do regularly, and it's disgusting. Because they stink still. They, they, yeah. they keep making that move, but they're never, you know, never helps. So I, I don't know. <clears throat> so, but anyway, speaking of the Browns, gentlemen, I do want to, I, I just put up a chart yesterday. I came across the chart. I'm sorry. And the Browns, you know how we're, we're you know, the, the fans over there, they're getting out, they're, they're out of control with this. Yeah. You know, we, we had this really great mm-hmm. team. We should have won the Super Bowl. We have all these awards. Let me remind everybody in the last 20 seasons, the team that lost the most football games was the Cleveland Browns, which includes the last season in the 20 seasons. And it was 221 losses, guys. Think of that number. They they play up till two seasons ago. They played six, uh, 16 games a season. Put that in perspective in your mind. Let that, let that settle in. 
The Cleveland Browns has 221 losses in that period of time. 221. That's a lot. A that lot. is a lot. <laughs> Uh, That's the, the definition of, of their organization. Yes. And those are the kind of things that pop into my head every single time somebody says to me, oh, they do have OBJ. Oh, they do have... Oh, they do have, oh, they do have oh, they, ah. Drives me insane. You lost 221 games in 20 seasons. Juju said it best. The Browns are the Browns. And here are the other teams that finished out this list, guys. Just in case you're curious, the Browns lost in the last 20 seasons... They're the top of the list. They're the worst team. I mean, this literally says that they're the worst team. Nobody's worse. So they need to just shut up for one. The second team is the Raiders lost 215 games in that period of time. They've only lost six less games than the Browns. Ooh. And the Raiders made a Super Bowl in uh, the very beginning of that 20-year period. The Jaguars being the next team with 209 losses over the last 20 seasons. The Lions, 208. The Washington football team, 202. So now we're under 200. So these are, these are the teams that are bad, but they're not pathetic. The Jets, 199. Bears got to be up there. Tampa Bay, who was in two Super Bowls in that period of time, 191 losses. So basically, they stunk for 18 years, and then they had two Super Bowl wins. The Texans, 190. The Rams, 188. The Cardinals, 188. The New York <laughs> Giants, 184 losses in the last 20 seasons. The Dolphins, 182. And the last four teams on this list, guys, are the Bears with 180. The 49ers with 177. Really? Carolina Panthers, 177. Finally, the Tennessee Titans, 174. Those 16 teams are the worst teams over the past two decades by number, by record. They, Damn. They, no, nobody's lost more football games than those two, those 16 teams. That's, that's, half, kinda, of the, that's half of the league. Yeah, it's kind of surprising seeing, um, you know, like you said, Tampa was down there, but they also won two Super Bowls. Yeah. Um, well, they literally – well, San Fran, you got to think, every team in that division went through its time. Arizona yeah. went through a time. They, you know, they made it to the Super yeah. Bowl. The Rams, I mean, even though they are on this list, they still managed to make it to two Super Bowls in that period of time. Yeah. And uh, the other team that is escaping me right off the top of my head, oh, the Car uh, the Cardinals, the Rams. Seattle. And Seattle, Seattle. they had their six-year six year run. Yeah. So I think that's kind of where San Fran fell was because all those teams really, really yeah. had you know, these uprises. But uh, there you have it, guys. That's your bottom half of the league the past 22 years, those teams that I just named. Browns, Raiders, Jaguars, Lions, Washington, Jets, Buccaneers, Texans, Rams, Cardinals, Giants, Dolphins, Bears, Niners, Panthers, and Titans. Wow. Only one, half of the only one AFC North team. That's right. <laughs> and it's, and it's, the, and it's the, the one Brown. that talks the most shit. It yeah. Sure is. Also, guys, in the NFL last season, the Steelers had the best record in one-score games. Yeah, the Steelers baby. were nine and two. Those Browns were six and two. So, with the exception of last season, the nineteen previous seasons got to be the worst ever. Yeah. 
in the worst team in one score games, which they didn't play many because they're really good, was the 49ers with a one and three record in one score games. <laughs> Damn. You know what? Uh, yeah. People want to, you know, like our, our season sucked. The Steelers suck. They're in, in a tight game. They were the best team in the league. They literally were. The numbers, <laughs> yep. put, the proof is in the pudding. Yeah. Nobody was a better close game team. Yeah. The only bad thing is, though, you know, the real, you're real close to being two and nine in those games. But, you know, but they, they, they found a way to win. Right. And that's all you can ask for is finding a way to win. And they did. And uh, yeah, nobody won more games. Uh, you know, you're right. Houston is seven and three. Philadelphia is eight and three. You know, all very close, but nonetheless, the, the Pittsburgh Steelers were the top of that list. Thirty-two teams. Nobody was better in one score no, games. They're, they're a resilient team. Yeah, you gotta like that. If they weren't resilient, we would have been in a bad. We would have been in big trouble. This, this offseason would be a whole hell of a lot different, boys. Yeah, might be more exciting. Yeah, if that that record was reversed. You know, we would be talking about are we taking Caleb Williams, Drake, Nagy, right. and Daniels? But you know, now we're talking. Okay, what are we building around our quarterbacks? Are you satisfied with how uh, where we're? I mean, Mike, you know, a lot of the speculation and people would talk during the season. We got to just let this thing go, let it let it bomb, yeah. try to get that high pick. Are you okay with how things went and where we're at? And uh, I mean, of course, everybody would like to have a yeah. topic. No, no two ways about it. But when it's all said and done, I'm, I'm kind of satisfied. It wasn't. I it wasn't. A, it wasn't a bad season for as much as no. we felt that it was a bad season. It wasn't a bad football season. No. Like when you when you the look outcome. at it, yeah. Like like Derby said, the outcome. You know, they made it to the playoffs. They had another winning season. You know, um, we we saw our rookies make big jumps. We saw a couple second and third year guys make big jumps. So mm-hmm. it, it, you're you're excited. Like the only like the black mark. On the on the team, unfortunately, is the quarterback position, you know, which you wasn't that. Uh, in the, in the end it wasn't day, that bad. It wasn't as bad as Pittsburgh people make it out to be. Our backup quarterback to win. Our backup exactly. quarterback goes three and four, three and zero. Oh. Our starting quarterback goes seven and four. You know, it wasn't like our quarterbacks lost us football games. So yeah. at the end of the day, if that was the bad part, I'm I'm okay with that because yeah. things aren't as bad as we make it out to be. Mitch Trubisky really screwed us in the ass. I got to tell you. This guy gets three games and he gets beat <laughs> yeah. by the three worst teams in the league. I, I mean, he was the at the yeah, end of the well, day. Even, even those games right there, you look at it like Cardinals. They were giant killers. They beat some pretty good teams. Um, the Patriots. They're like the Patriots, their defense was on a great run when we when we played them. So those losses, like when you look at them objectively, weren't as bad as people make them out to be. Right, because you know it's like the same people saying, "Oh, the Steelers should win these games," but other side of their mouth, they're saying, "Oh, this Steeler team isn't that good." Well, which right. one is it? Should they beat the bad teams, or are they one of the bad teams? Kansas are crazy. Yeah, I. You know what? I do it too. Yeah, you, you do. Like, it. oh, we should destroy this team. I'm like, oh, well, you know what? Here's kind of why we shouldn't have. Our, you know, two quarterbacks go ten and four. You know, so come on, Mitch Trubisky. As I said, he was the. <clears throat> He was the one that got Mitch, yeah. Mitch Trubisky got fingered. Yeah, <clears throat> is, the, is like, the theme of is the theme of the day. I'm fourteen too. That, that's just like the the black mark of the season is you're hoping your uh, second year quarterback would have made a jump forward instead of like kind of like regressing to where you know people kind of think you know this is who he really is. But you know if he can turn it around this year, get back to the level he played the year before. No, I'm not saying you know look out we're in a 
take the league by storm, but that gives you more confidence going forward. Again, there's only about five guys out there yeah, <laughs> like that in this are, league that are, they're the people that, that everyone looks up to. If you don't have that guy, everybody's going to be gonna a penny be a ticket to the, the to their team, and you know they are they're always going to want to think that oh, I want that top guy, I want that Patrick Mahomes. Again, you know he's a very, you 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 need that to win. We don't have mm-hmm. that. And, uh, you know, it's, it, you have to catch lightning in a bottle. So you got to kind of go with what's working. And again, our starters this season, two of them, they'll go 10 and four, Mike, not a bad yeah. number. Not, so, not bad. Not bad. It wasn't a bad season. And the, with the, uh, exception no. of the, the other guy that, that started, he went zero and three, uh, it, that, that was the difference. So yeah, say like, what you want, you know, they, they put a team together that was able to make it to the playoffs. You know, you're you're Frank, you're Hall of Fame quarterback. You're you're two years removed from him, and you really didn't have a succession plan in place. Not bad, not bad to where they are. And with the you exception, from the year before, and with the exception of the three games that Trubisky blew for us, the only other losses were, were losses that I'm not too. I, I, you know, the San Francisco game. All right, I expected us to lose, to be honest. Yeah. Houston, after seeing what they were and what they became and what they did, I'm not upset with that loss. No. Even taking that ten point loss to Jacksonville, I, I'm not I'm not, not bad right. with because people, you know, Trevor Lawrence is in that conversation of right reaching the upper echelon. We haven't seen it yet consistently from him, but and losing one other game, the other game that we lost this season that we haven't spoke of was one division game yeah. against a, a damn good Browns team. So if you believe yeah. people that this is a good team, then we really didn't the 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 starting quarterbacks that wasn't Mitch Trubisky really didn't screw the pooch if you think yeah. about it they had an okay season yeah they they didn't, they didn't light the world on fire but right and they, nobody expected them to light the world on fire yeah yeah We're not we don't have Patrick Mahomes we don't no. have that guy so for what did it be like, right now they're like our starters are you know let's be honest here bottom tier starters right now but the team around yeah, them, we have the best record in, yeah in close games one score games we have yeah. uh made the playoffs yeah. we did many things this year despite yeah, like, not like, having you, a top tier quarterback yeah. which was this is where we should be landing right now in my opinion yeah where this season went is where we should be landing yeah like it, it could have been this season could have been a whole hell of a lot worse these past two seasons could have been you see what happens when teams lose their franchise quarterback they tend to take a huge drop could have definitely and been a Steelers lot worse. stayed the same. They 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 stayed level, and and then this year improved. And they and they improved from last year, and they yeah. have a better record. They made it further into the season. Yeah. You, so that's how where I always come from, Mike. If you you hear my arguments when I talk, Cower and Tomlin, yeah. I always say you want to be always progressing every year. You want to be moving in the right direction. And you know what? <clears throat> These past two seasons, we did that. Let's yeah. see how this season goes. Here we yeah. go from there, guys. Let's move on. The Pittsburgh Penguins back in action last night. This is this team is becoming one of the hottest teams. Believe it or not, this Pittsburgh team, yep. who's been a roller coaster all season, they play the Vancouver Canucks last night. Uh, Penguins win this game in overtime. Eric Carlson scores the game-winning goal. Eric Carlson Carlson becomes just the fifth defenseman in NHL history with ten or more go- overtime goals, joining Brent Burns, who has sixteen, Scott Niedermeyer, who has thirteen. Seth Jones, who has 11, and yes, Chris Letang, who also has 11. Welcome to the club, Carlson. He scores the game winner last night, Mike. Woo-hoo. Penguins at 27, 21, and 8. Three-game winning streak. Uh, Kraken is next. Mike, these Pittsburgh Penguins. Um, Surprise. I, I was shocked how well they played. Um, now they were able to they were able to bounce back. <laughs> um, God. Lars Eller on that on that game time goal, he was yeah. shot out of a he was shot out of a cannon, 
And then um, Carlson, uh, able to keep the puck in the zone, make dance around some people. He looked like, you know, Yager back in the early yeah, 90s, dancing around people, um, you know, gets the rebound and just buries it. It, it was a nice, solid effort from the, from everyone top to bottom. It was a good, you know, resilient game from the Penguins, one that they needed. They they needed that win, and they, they need to nice little, you know, road trip, clear the head, go out west, and, you know, rattle off a couple wins. Usually, like, uh, when they go out west, if they win that first game, it, it tends to snowball. If they lose that first one, it snowballs in the, you know, the bad direction. So, hopefully, this is a sign of things to come on this West Coast trip. Raquel gets the first two goals of the game. As Mike said, Lars Eller scores the game-tying goal. Eric Carlson scores the game-winning goal. Those are your four game scores. Sidney Crosby had a couple of, of assists. He becomes the fourth fastest player to hit a 1,000 even strength points, Mike. Not bad. Not bad for Sid the Kid. Not bad for a 36-year-old. This yeah. is a 36-year-old I don't mind keeping around. Cam exactly. Hayward, yeah, he's just ticking along. <laughs> just... Cam Hayward got fingered. Ugh. <laughs> that is the theme of the day. Yesterday was Tiny Tim. Today it's Derpy got fingered. Um, but yes, the Pittsburgh Penguins back in action tomorrow night, 10 o'clock p.m. at the Kraken. The Kraken are 25-22 and 11 over in Seattle. See if we can keep this thing going, guys. Again, the Pittsburgh Penguins on a three-game winning streak. Oh, they needed it after their last – oh, God – they they won what one out of their last before this one out of their last six games yeah they needed that win yeah these three games they they felt different the the mentality has yeah and I I don't know if you saw the stat guys but they're and they have played five games total without both uh, Gensel and Rust and they're like four zero and one yeah keep and your ass home Rust <laughs> yeah both of you guys to stay home apparently. Two really good players, and you would have thought when they're both out of the Maybe lineup. Maybe we should have just traded better. them when they were healthy. <laughs> uh, Pitt Panthers. Hot notch analysis from us. Yeah, that's right. That's what we do, baby. <laughs> Pitt Panthers back in action last night. They need to win. They need to win. They need to win. They lose to Clemson at Clemson, 69 to 62. Clemson is 20, 20 and 8 now. Pitt is 18 and 10. Pitt puts themselves in a bit of a position. Uh, they, they have some winnable games left. You got Clemson out of the way. You got Wake Forest out of the way. Now you are playing some teams that, that you probably should beat the rest of the way. They got Boston College on Saturday at 6 p.m. Um, Blake Henson only scored six points last night, guys. Six points. So that's a bit worrisome. Yeah. But again, you win, you win, you win. You know, you went out. Let's say they went out and get to the ACC tournament and win a couple games at least. I think they're going to be fine. They can make it. Yeah. I, yeah, I think they can make it. I mean, they're. I don't know if they're any better or any worse than they were last season. This is about the same kind of team. Yeah. They just, you know, they don't have the guard play that they had last year with uh, mm-hmm. Cummings and a couple of the other guys. But you know what? It's basically the same team. And Henson, Henson is is the guy. And again, they they have a few big men that that's able to do some things, but. You know, I, I feel this is probably going to be the same kind of result when it comes down to it uh, with this pit team. Yeah, yeah, like at, you're yeah. going to say, like Blake Kinson, as he goes, so so does that team. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It, so if he has an off night, it, it's hard for them to overcome. We got to figure they he only scored six points and they yeah. lost by seven. So if he has yeah. a decent night, they probably yeah, win the basketball he, game. If he has like his typical night, they win that game easy. 
Blake Hinson is on the USBWA National Player of the Year and All-American Watch List, guys. He is having that good of a season. Yeah. Blake Hinson. Uh, good morning, Brian. How you doing today, sir? Hinson never got open, and they never gave him the ball. And when they did, uh, he immediately gave it up. Yeah, I, I don't know what his deal was last night, man. But as I stated, Brian, they lost by seven points. He scored six. If he has a, any anything close to a decent night, they should have, in fact, won yeah. or you know been able to give themselves an opportunity to win. But now they uh, they have to focus on Boston College on Saturday at six o'clock. Yeah, those crazy misses on the dunks and layups. I was it at Clemson. Yeah, yeah, it comes as the tough place to play at. You can't miss layups. Come on, if you want to be yeah, a layup, it's being taken being taken you seriously. Get, you got to you got to get your layups for crying out loud. It's like watching me go watch my high school play basketball. It's bad. Yeah, what do you say? You had the seven white guys. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know how that you know how that turns out. Except yeah. if you're Princeton for some reason. <laughs> you ever see the Unless Princeton? you're Princeton or Duke. What's up with Princeton? Every five years they get that one team that has nothing but you know these four Dude's foot nothing white hit, guys hit nothing but three pointers all yeah. night long. And they make a nice little run in the tournament. Here's Pitt with all these athletic guys. We can't even win <laughs> basketball games. <laughs> hey Ralph, how you doing this what afternoon? I just switched over to afternoon. How you doing today, sir? Uh, let's go into the Pittsburgh Pirates, guys. The Buccos, who were 0-3 going into yesterday's game against the Atlanta Braves. You think, aye, aye, aye. even though it's spring training, it's the Braves. We're probably going to get killed. Pirates go down 4 nothing early. And then it is followed up by 13. Yes, 13 unanswered runs. Key Brian Hayes, grand slam. Four home runs total for the Pirates yesterday. Uh, big stacks, Brian Reynolds hits one out. Uh, Pirates back in action today against Detroit 105. Quinn Priester's on the hill. Jason DeLay's getting the start behind the plate. And Henry Davis, guys, yep, you've guessed it. He's not even in the lineup. So, um, again, you don't, you know, how, how far can you analyze a preseason spring yeah. training game? But at the end of the day, you did. You won 13 to 4 on a game that you hit four home runs. Hey, One guy that you're hoping to do big things. That's some progress. Forward. Absolutely. And the guy that you're hoping to do big things moving forward, talking about Key Brian Hayes, hits a grand slam. So yeah. those are yeah. some things to celebrate. Yeah, they're they're doing the things they need to do right now. Uh, so that's good. It, it's better to see the production and get a little hyped and then not see it and, you know, wonder how, how bad is it going to be. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, you know, for, for what they're doing. At this point, again, one and three. It's it's spring training. Yeah. Who knows? And who knows what the you know what the rotation is going to look like at the beginning yeah. of the year. The one thing we do know is we're going to see Mitch Keller on opening night. I'm excited about that. Yep, that's what the yeah. only thing I'm excited for. Oh, I, although I I want to see Brian Hayes have a have a damn good season. He he's like on that cusp of just I don't want to say greatness, but he's been a damn good like perennial All Star type player because his defense is off the charts. You know who um who I expect to have a big season this year? Who? He's our he's our Cam Hayward of the Pirates from last year. Brian Reynolds. He's due for a big season. He is. You know what I mean? For the money they're paying. Give him, him all that money though. That's what I'm saying. He at some point has to has to play up to that that yeah. money that he's making. I don't know if it's gonna happen, but you know, he he's due. So let's say Brian Reynolds does have this kind of big season. Let's say that um, Key Brian Hayes has a big season. 
You have Andrew McCutcheon there kind of filling the holes on, you know, DH on any given night. I mean, you have a decent little core of players there. So yeah. Jackson oh. Winsky could hit 30 home runs a season. Still not one of the better players on the field, but you know what? He hits 30 home runs a season. I'll take it. I'll take it. You know? That's like having 19 sacks on your team. You know what I mean? It's just a guy yeah, that yeah. they're nice you, to have. Yeah, I'll take it. I'll take 30 home runs. Yeah, and you want to see what, like, you know what? What's O'Neill Cruz going to do? Uh, O'Neill Cruz back in the lineup is can something. Can he stay healthy? That's going to be the thing. Can he stay healthy? Yeah. A lot of these uh, younger guys that you do see in the lineup, like uh, Jared Triolo, I, I think, you know, Henry Davis, Jared Triolo, there's a handful of them. And then even a few of the guys that came back, like uh, Juwan Bay, guys like this, if those guys could have a decent enough year, because they had a decent season last year, and during yeah. that little run early on, 20 to 8, a lot of these young guys played a big part in that. Mm-hmm. So to, to move forward, if those guys could still be somewhat productive, maybe you know move forward a little bit, the guys that are expected to play better, they actually do play better. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and as I said on the Hill, that's where the mystery is going to be. Mitch Keller is going to be up there. I think Quinn Priester is going to be one of the guys because in the last part of the season last year, he pitched a lot. And I think he was the number or number one pick a few seasons ago. Mm-hmm. I think Quinn Priester make, breaks his way into the rotation. Uh, a few other guys that are returning have chances. Contreus, um, a couple other guys. And here's another thing, guys. I, I won't be surprised if we do see Skeens somewhere around midseason. So, you know, if they can continue to strengthen that rotation. Yep. The back end of your bullpen is probably one of the hottest. You know, Raldis Chapman isn't a, isn't a young guy anymore, but at the end of the day, a guy you he's, know, a throwing a, he's a World he's, Series champion. He's a World Series champion who could throw 103 miles an hour at the end of a game to, to help your team. I'll take 103 miles an hour at the end of a game from a yeah. World Series champion. And with David Bednar, also the back end of our rota- back end of our uh, bullpen is one of the hottest in the league, man. Yeah, yeah. It, my God, like. I- some of these games, you get them in, into the seventh inning, as, that could be it, game over, with, with the, you know the guys that we have in the bullpen. So, like you yeah. said, man, we just need starting pitching. But you know, it's it's going to be rough to find. I don't know even know who's out there right now. Well, you know, the Dodgers, as I always say, they have about a dozen starting arms on their yeah. their team. You know, you just got big big guy from the Angels. Come on, give up. Quit being so stingy. Give up somebody. Let's see if we could get one or two of them arms from out from out in the uh, L.A. Yeah, I think we, we might be in good shape. And for being in good shape for the Pirates is not as, you know, what people think when they think of, you know, a team having a good team. When people think of Atlanta, people think of L.A., people think of the Yankees. For the Pirates being in good shape, I think, you know, we could hope that 500 should be something that we could certainly accomplish. You would hope. And, you know, hey, Blake Snell's still out there. Blake Snell, there you Blake go. Blake Snell, baby. That's um, not a bad option. No, he's, he's I, not. He's one of the better free agents that's still out there. Uh, Pittsburgh starting lineup today is leading off at, uh, in being the DH is Nick Gonzalez, batting second, third baseman Jared Triolo, first base Connor Joe, right fielder Gilberto Celestino, catching Jason DeLay, center fielder G1 Bay, second base Alika, Alika Williams. Left field, Billy McKinney. Shortstop, Sung Chi Chang. And, of course, again, the starting pitcher is going to be right-hander, Quinn Priester. You know, I, I hope he can get it together. You know, he's only 23. He, he had right. he struggled a little last year, but, you know, they just let him go out there. and Look earn, at this you know, group of young guys, Mike. If they stop being play. stupid and let these guys play. Yeah. 
because they're they're all very good athletes. You have Quinn Priester, who was their their number, you know, their high pick. You have Tamar Johnson, who's sitting at 19 years old. You've seen him hit two yeah. home runs the other night. He's going to be dynamic. Henry Davis is just he's just a baseball player. You watch a guy who is who's a contact yeah. hitter like this. You want him in the lineup for yeah. some reason. They don't put him in the lineup. Paul Skeens, you know, one of the I mean, he, he what's the guy for the um Washington about Washington about 20 years ago that came up and had a really good career. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forget his name, but he's, I know he, who you're talking about. He's yeah. supposed to be that guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. So these young players, if the Pirates would manage this team semi-correctly, we should yeah. have an okay team moving forward. But but no, they all they it's, it's their M.O., man. They want to keep those guys in the minors for as long as they can so, you know, they can have contract control over them. Well, you know, sometimes you just got to fast-track guys to the majors. If they have it, you get them there as fast as you can. And, you know, half, you know, half of these guys here, you know, of course, you didn't hear any of the big names. They're not in the lineup today. <laughs> but, you know, the Nick Gonzalez's, the Triolos, the Joe, yeah, Bay. You know, these guys came up big in certain times last season. And if they could continue yeah. to do that and play that role well, along with Brian Reynolds playing better up to his contract, along with um, P. Brian Hayes. I, I think they have a nice – and, and yeah. again, I think like, the X factor in this, Mike, is, is O'Neill Cruz. I think this yeah, guy wins you 10 more yeah. games throughout yeah. the season. Uh, maybe a walk-off home run, maybe something during the course of a game, maybe an amazing – to stay healthy. Play. I think an amazing – or I think a healthy O'Neill Cruz wins you yep. 10 more games on top oh, of what he, you won. Probably, yeah, easily. And <clears throat> he's just – like Derpy said, he has to stay healthy. God, because defensively he's solid, offensively solid. You know, if he can put it all together, because Brian Hayes puts it together, you know, uh, big stacks, Brian Reynolds gets his head out of his ass. You you have three really good offensive weapons right there. Yeah, Sawinski, yeah, he might strike out a lot, but guess what? He's going to hit you a shit ton of home runs. And you I gotta, you gotta like eat the, you gotta eat the strikeouts and take take the home runs. Brian, I agree with Brian on the board. He's really needs yeah, to start. Right. He does need to start all season. Absolutely right. I, I have no he should be at second base all season long. Um, if not first at times, it just depending on what they do with Henry Davis. I mean, the left side of your infield is set with Key Brian Hayes at third and with O'Neill Cruz at short. Mm-hmm. Um Nick Gonzalez is gonna battle for that second place spot, which I thought he had an okay season last year, but Triolo. That guy really put forth last year. I, I like to see him in the in the, the lineup more regularly. Some of these guys who played a lot of a lot of innings last year, get them like back on the bench where they belong and get your you know, your younger, better players in. You're gonna have a nice little bench too, because we had guys playing every day that should not have been playing every day last year. Right, and, and that's that's what's the problem is we're playing guys you know that should be rotational players every day. They they need to. They can get them back, you know, fewer innings, and that would be better in the long run. Because we saw it, like uh, Connor Joe, in short spurts he was good, but as the season went on, his production was dropping. Yeah, yeah. When in small doses, especially early on in that twenty yeah. and eight start, he played a big part. And I know two yeah. ways about it. And, and this team needs to get off to another hot start. It would help, big time. So there you go, Pittsburgh Pirates. And as, as far as uh, Jack Sawinski goes, people that go on and on, you know, guess who else hit a lot of home runs and struck out a lot? Jose Canseco, when he was the Bash brother with the A's. Yeah. So, you know, that kind of player does – he can thrive. You just have to have other people that are willing to, you know, be good ball, baseball around, players yeah. as well, you know. <laughs> hey, you got you got to, you know, protect him in the lineup too. You're right. The manager has to manage. Exactly. So again, next game, Pittsburgh Pirates. Today they play the Tigers at 105. 
I'm remembering right. Yes, 105 today. Yeah. The Penguins back in action tomorrow against the Kraken over in Seattle. They hope to keep their winning streak going. And the Pitt Panthers hope to not uh, not fall off track. Yeah. They have Boston College at 6 p.m. on Sunday. I want to go back to the NFL briefly, guys. Yeah. The Combine starts up tomorrow officially. Guys, uh, I, I can't wait. We did have – Just like that, we're back at it. Just like that, we're back at it. There was just a little bit of a break derby, but uh, – Literally, here we go. The it breaks down like this tomorrow. Defensive linemen and linebackers. You're gonna be able to watch them, guys. Those um, future rookies coming out of college at the combine tomorrow. Friday, the defensive backs and tight ends. On Saturday, the running backs, wide receivers, quarterbacks, and on Sunday, Mike, the offensive linemen, place kickers, and special teams players will be going on Sunday. There's not a single day that I don't want to watch. I'm very excited about all four days of this combine moving forward. Uh, anybody special that you're particularly keeping your eye on, Mike, or any position that you're particularly keeping your eye on uh, going through this combine? Um, cornerback and offensive line. Those are the ones I'm watching. Those are the ones I'm looking for. <laughs> Let me ask you something. Maybe even uh, D-line too. D-line too. I would say D-line there, but, too. But D-line's not as deep as it's like one of the thinner positions this year. Yeah. Uh, okay, let me start on the let me start on the cornerbacks real quick, guys. I've, I mean, we need safeties as well, a safety yeah. as well also. But let me start at this cornerback mm -hmm. position. Over on Ralph's show yesterday, we were talking a little bit with one of his callers about the uh, about uh, Cooper DeGene. Now, this cornerback out of Iowa, uh, they're saying he's one of the best athletic cornerbacks coming out of the draft this year. Mm -hmm. One of the best corners. Mike, do you take that chance on him for the obvious elephant in the room? Um, and, of course, I'm talking about he's a white guy. White guy. I mean, you know, does it play? Yes, it does play. A, it does. A role. There's a reason that cornerbacks have not been white guys for the past 20 seasons. I'm just saying nobody was was good enough to crack that barrier. Mike, even though he's considered the best, one of the best, sure, guys coming out of this draft, you take your chance on a Cooper DeGene if you're a team looking for a, your for your cornerback. Well, cornerback, no. If I'm taking him, I'm making him a safety. Ooh, interesting. I would. I think he would be I a would great free safety. Interesting. It, it, yeah, not not. A, I want to put him at strong. I don't want him to be the heavy hitter, but I want him to be my roaming center fielder. Okay. That way, you know, he's not going to. He doesn't have to worry about man coverage. He can just play. Just play that center fielder role, kind of like Minka Fitzpatrick, kind of like Ed Reed. Just be that guy in the back patrolling center field. Because he is athletic. This. He does move well. You watch him like it, when he was doing it. He was also their kick returner. He was, you know, he has the fluidity, but uh, for man, I just want to put him on man coverage. I don't, I don't want to see, you know, him, Tyreek Hill blow right by him, you know? Right, right. Come on, we right. need to win somewhere, guys. Come on. That's what I'm saying. As good but as no, he is, say, I would, and like, I respect that. I, I respect that he, he's this good. I respect people yeah, are giving yeah. him the props. But at the end of the day, he might have to like, be, he might have to be lined up in front of Tyreek Hill at some point. Yeah. Do you have but, you know, Tyreek Hill be, beats everyone too, regardless of you know. I mean, come on, you pick any receiver, T. Higgins, uh, yeah. just any any name, put him in front of that guy. You know, is, is this guy going to excel? Is he going to be yeah. the Jason Seahorn? Is he going to be that yeah. guy, guy? You know. Yeah, but I I would trust him a whole hell of a lot more at safety. Okay, interesting. But that that's just me. But you know, this is all, all as I'm saying this, I'm thinking, you know, it's kind of like you know when you see an athletic black quarterback, oh, make him wide receiver. Well, right. yeah, it's like turn the athletic white guy into a safety instead of interesting. Corner. So, interesting but you know, it's it, it has that kind of icky vibe to it. But 
I don't know. I, I just rather I, I trust him at safety. I think he'd be a hell of a free safety. You're probably right. I, you know what? He'd probably, I he'd probably I be an all pro if he was probably. a safety. You know what I mean? Just because you bring that caliber player, put him at that center field position, yeah, and let and let him go out and do what he does. I, I mean, yeah. he'd probably have an amazing, amazing career. Yeah, I, I, I'm interested to see how well he tests in like his like the agility drills in, yes. in his forty. That's going to be the key right there. What's your forty time, and how how agile are you? You know what? You could check him out on Friday again. The defensive yep. backs and tight Quick ends, hips, baby. Quick hips. We'll be uh, going on Friday at the combine. And right now, in some mock drafts, he is being li- linked to Steelers. Yes, at twenty. Yeah. Yes, he is. So there's a lot of a lot of people linked to the Steelers team. And it's just <laughs> We're every, probably... every free agent quarterback, every, every free, draft plus yeah. quarterback. You know, every you know. 40-year-old quarterback in this draft is linked to the Steelers and the white cornerback, baby. Mike, I want to go back to something you were talking about yesterday. We'll get back to the combine in just a moment. Yeah. We we kind of had a light debate about uh, Russell Wilson. I, I I changed my mind. You know what? I think I would I would not have a problem with him this, coming to Pittsburgh, which I, I don't think it's going to happen. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But I, I thought about it. Oh, okay, my point yesterday was – it was what thirteen and twenty one with Denver, yeah. and then after their Super Bowl runs in Seattle, he he was uh, he played under uh, under expectation. Yeah, but if you bring somebody who who at some point in his career did they were in a few Super Bowls to start off their career, yeah. and you put him in a team that's hungry, in a team that if we draft well, in a team that we bring in enough help and from the free agent. Yeah. Maybe we could stop pissing around with the uh, little carousel of what we have going in and, and bring in somebody who, again, yeah. is a Super Bowl winner, put him in that position, and hope for the best and see where we land. Yeah. And after that next year, go after and try to find that guy. Yeah. Of course, Russell Wilson is not going to be that guy. But you know what? At the end of the day, the way his career went, he is better than the two options that we have in yeah. front of him right now. And, and it, you know, at the end of the day, as I was saying yesterday, I think that he has not been performing well for the past six seasons you could probably still squeeze a pretty damn good season out of Russell Wilson if he's put in the right yeah in the right uh situation. Mike, yeah, what do you think? I, I I would be all for it because contract wise, hey he's talking about cheap. taking he's talking about taking vet minimum. Yes. And why not? Know, why, <laughs> why not, not try and, to win? You know, and right now, you know, on paper we have a we have a good defense. And if you have Kenny Pickett and Mason Rudolph as your two and three, yeah. You know what? That's not a bad. That's not bad. That's, that's not, not bad the worst situation in the league. No, and you know, like you know, I hate to say when you look at his numbers, but you look at his numbers. They were sixty-six com- uh, percent completion percentage, what twenty-six touchdowns, eight interceptions in that range, three thousand yards. That's not bad. Put him with the with the offensive weapons that we have. Good run game. Let me change. Let me change the narrative one second, receivers. And you can continue your thought on next. What I have to say? No, next. no, you're good. <laughs> Let's say we. Uh, we we use Deontay Johnson as some kind of trade bait. Things happen, something happens, and Mike Evans lands opposite side of George Pickens. Now, how much better does Russell Wilson look behind center for the Steelers next season? Yeah, you look at MVP numbers. See what I'm saying? You play your cards right. You could be in a pretty damn good position. Because yeah, because if Russ wants to take a vet minimum or close to it, right? Trade Deontay. Do a couple. Bring in a future Hall of Famer, Mike Evans. Which that's going to be a lot of money, not, though. That's going to be a lot of money for him, but if you can make it work, I would be all for it. Look where we're putting all of our money, though. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, all of our money. Man, do the right job if you're managing this team. 
figure out how to get the money out of the people's yeah. hands who aren't being productive, put it in the right people's hands, and you just might mm-hmm. win more football games. Oh, God. Yeah, oh, you know? me, Mike, I'm having. Whew. Yeah. Mike Ooh, got fingered. <laughs> I got the vapors. <laughs> Mike, why don't you go ahead and uh, talk about the website? The two. Excuse me, the two dumb users.com. You have to hack up a half cup of I'm, I'm fucking dying over here, boys. The two dumb users.com. All of our social links are over there. Merch stores over there. The blog is over there. Like I said, the uh, the mock draft of kind of what we need is over there. Um, you know, we'll have free agency stuff over there pretty soon. I'm, you know, the, it's happening over at the two dumb users.com. Go check it out, everybody. www the two dumb users.com that's www.the2dumbusers.com guys I, I i promised you yesterday i debated i thought about it i never etched it in stone because i didn't want you to cheat but today i'm going to make i'm going to see if you were smarter than an nfl draft pick oh, yeah God. there you oh, go no, guys today's that. trivia today's trivia we're going to see if you guys are smarter than an nfl draft pick that's right <laughs> i pulled a question one question from a list of questions that they give rookies coming from college into the NFL at the combine to see if they're smart enough, apparently, to be in the NFL. So today's question, guys, the question of the day, are you smarter than an NFL draft pick? Are you ready? I'm ready. All Here right. we go. Here we go. Derp, you ready? Ready. All right. Here we go. This is the question of the day. This is a question that is asked to NFL rookies to test the intelligence of these football players. And here's your question. A pair of boots sells for $31 per pair. There is a sale tomorrow on boots offering two pairs for $50. How much will three pairs of boots cost today? I'm looking for the answer to this math question. This is what is asked of NFL rookies. <laughs> some don't get it. Some get it. Some have no clue. But I'll ask one more time just so we get it correct. Get it straight here. A pair of boots sells for $31 per pair. There is a sale tomorrow on boots offering two pairs for $50. How much will three pairs of boots cost today? Take a moment, think it out, think it over, get your scratch paper. I want to see your work, Derpy. I want to see your work. (laughs) Uh, We are live, everybody. We're live five days a week, Monday through Friday, right here, 11 a.m. to 12 p.m. In the show that we do every day, live, we upload it on Spotify at 8 o'clock p.m. If you'd rather just listen to the show or you don't have a chance to watch the show, you can always go to Spotify at 8 o'clock p.m. and listen to it in podcast form. Go check it out. All right, guys, are you smarter than an NFL draft pick? This is an official question given to the NFL rookies in Combine Week to test their intelligence. And I asked our panel the same question, and I want to know if you are smarter than an NFL draft pick. Here's the question, guys, one more time. A pair of boots sells for $31 per pair. There is a sale tomorrow in boots offering two pairs for $50. How much will three pairs of boots cost today? Are you smarter than an NFL draft pick? Guys, I'm going to make it a little more difficult because they give you choices on this test. 
which oh, I think is 100% ridiculous. And what's even more ridiculous is some people have trouble with this test. So with that being said, one more time, a pair of boots sells for $31 per pair. There's a sale tomorrow in boots offering two pairs for $50. How much will three pairs of boots cost today? You do not get the multiple choice, the luxury that these rookies get. Derpy, I'm going to start with you. How much does three, will three pairs of boots cost today? I feel like it's a trick question. No, I, I mean, no, it's not. It's not? Okay, so I'll just give you a number. Okay. 26. 26, is that your final answer? Yeah. All right, I'm going to lock Derpy in on 26. Derpy, you're locked in. Mike, I'm going to come over to you. This is a question that they ask rookies coming out of college. Coming out of college. Let me say that one more time. Coming out of college and going to an, into the NFL, they asked the guys, or a pair of boots sells for $31 per pair. There's a sale tomorrow on boots offering two pairs for $50. How much will three pairs of boots cost today? Derpy says $26. Mike, what do you think? I came up with 93. 93. 93. Is that your final answer? That's my final answer. Okay. So that's why you don't math. That's all right. You might you might be right. Mike might be wrong. I'm looking for the the amount of money that's going to cost you for three pairs of boots today. Mike said 93. Derpy said 26. This is a question that they ask guys coming out of college and into the NFL. The answer, guys, is $93. $93. It's the math. Uh, basically, the amount of money that the boots cost before tomorrow is $31 per pair. If you get three of those, you just multiply 31 times three, and you get the answer 93. So good job, but that just gives you an idea, and I, I wanted to put that out there, guys. This is what the challenge is for the rookies coming out of the uh, out of college and joining the NFL. The NFL, Brian on the board says, what's <laughs> the sales tax, which is a very good question. I'm like, you might not have got it right because I don't – you didn't include your sales tax, but uh, no. well, that was not part of the equation. Sir. That's the trick part of the question. <laughs> what what state are we in? Yeah, what state exactly. are we in? What me? What city are we in for the sales tax? Well, we're in Pittsburgh, so I mean, you'd have to obviously. Well, I'm in Ohio right now, so different sales tax, maybe. You're are you a Yinzer or no? I'm a Yinzer. All right, then shush. Wow, that kind of hurt. <laughs> right, we're uh, having trouble. But again, again, just that the point is what I'm just trying to uh, convey here. How crazy is this? This is what they're asking these guys. Dude, I, some I, I, some the, of them fail miserably. Yeah, you know? the Wonderlick test and the ASVAP test are two of the easiest tests you can ever yeah. take in your life, and people struggle with them. <laughs> yeah, that ASVAP. I've seen some dummies really uh, not not be able to get in. What is that? Some military, right? Yeah. One guy was a right. He, he couldn't even get into the military. He was so dumb. And they, they take anybody, you know, yeah. as long as, you know. Um, I do want to say thank you to everybody for checking us out. Yes. Thank you for hanging out with us today. We appreciate each and every one of you, of course. As always, we couldn't, we wouldn't do it without you. Everybody on the board, you always keep things interesting. Mike, you have anything before we get ready to take off? Yeah. Today? Yeah. The uh, NFLPA player survey on working conditions is out. I saw this. So your top five franchises are the Dolphins, Vikings, Packers, Eagles, and Jaguars. 
<clears throat> bottom five, your Pittsburgh Steelers, the New England Patriots, the Chargers, Super Bowl champions, the Chiefs, and then the Commanders. So the good teams have bad working <clears throat> conditions and the bad teams have good working. Is that what? You, is that what? Yeah, that's that? what it's kind of looking like. Huh. Huh. Yeah, Steelers uh, ownership rated F. Um, I, training room D plus. I think it's definitely declined. Uh, treatment of families F. I remember um, that. Yeah. Strength coach B plus. Um, head coach A. Training room D plus. Locker room F. Yeah. Wasn't this a thing last year too, Mike? <clears throat> yeah, we had a bad rating too. Maybe they just don't care, you know. <laughs> How it goes from bad to worse, mm-hmm. you know. Is there anything before we get ready to take off, man? Um, let's go, Pens. Yeah, Derpy was keeping me up to date. I was at uh, I was at work yesterday, and Derpy kept texting and, and letting me know, keeping me up to date with what was going on during the Penguins game. I appreciate that as always, Derpy. You're the man, Derpy. That's why Derpy got fingered. Everybody coming up soon. <laughs> um. Anything else, guys? I got nothing. Just thanks for everyone watching. Absolutely, guys. Check out tonight. Check out over at WBVP. Check out uh, One Man's Opinion with Brian Pasquale. This show is from 5 o'clock to 6 o'clock p.m. today over WBVP, Beaver County Radio. Uh, It's available on YouTube. It's available on Facebook. All you got to do is type in WBVP at that time, and it's going to pop right up. You can watch it. Um, also you can get the app if you want to listen to the sh- shows and uh, music and everything else over there more frequently you can uh, you could download the app WBVP or you could always just go to the website and keep up the date over there but again Brian Pasquale's one man's opinion on sports tonight 5 o'clock p.m. Uh, check him out he always he always gives us plugs he always uh, does things to help out our show guys so do him a favor and do the same Heck yeah check um, him out absolutely I think that's it for me, guys. Anything else? I got nothing. Forever hold your peace. Derpy. Combine tomorrow. Let's get it. Combine tomorrow, baby. All right, everybody. From the Steeler Central Mobile Studio, my Derpy, myself, the two dumb users, everybody have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. No, 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 no.